1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: I think Mike Florio is so good at his job. Uh, Pro football talk, the guy that runs it, see him on NBC, and I'm just thrilled every time we get to have him on, especially today, right, a few days after... Super Bowl 57. Mr. Florio, good morning. I know it was a busy week last week. Thanks for, uh, as always, thanks for making time for us.
1: Hey, I'm happy to do it. It's great to be home. There really is no place like home, but the, the reality of this job, and trust me, I've had far worse jobs over the course of my life, but when you've been away from home for nine days, cranking away, not getting a lot of sleep, get home safely, it's get up and keep going, and that'll be the tone of the offseason. The NFL never sleeps, so we just keep going. But again, again, this job is far better than pretty much every other job I've ever had in my life. So no complaints here.
0: Having worked at a buffet at Walmart, at having having shucked corn in the past, Mike Florio, I am with you, Mike Florio. Here on
1: worst job. What was your worst job?
0: By far, Bishop's Buffet, Dubuque, Iowa, it was a buffet line, and the way that they um they, they they initiated you, Mike, is that I didn't know this when I was fourteen. Is that when you went in the bathroom, they turned the lights off, and then three, four guys rushed in with wet towels and would whip you until you bled. That was fun.
1: So, so, when you came out, did you know whether or not you wanted to play quarterback for the Packers?
0: I did. You know what? What I knew is that I wanted to go home and learn to whip towels until I could get. A, no, I, I hadn't figured out my, 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 my epic journey yet. Is that gonna kind of, What is this guy's deal, by the way? Like, do you honestly believe he's going in a dark room for four days, or do you, do you just want to say that for the world to think this is true?
1: I really don't know. I don't know if he's trolling us. I don't know if it's some backhanded reference to the black hole, AKA the Raiders. I just, and and I, I struggle with this because on one hand I'm a firm believer in the importance of mental health and people doing the things necessary to be happy in their own life. And everyone has the right to do that. It's baked in to, the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But there is something odd about a guy needing to go lock himself in solitary confinement for four days in the darkness to decide whether or not he wants to continue to do what he's done every year since 2005. And he's going to get $60 million to do it this year. The rest of us make bigger decisions with greater downside, dealing with fourth, thornier issues, whether it's problems with our kids or aging parents or what job am I going to take or how am I going to pay this bill? There are so many things we we just process as part of our lives. We don't have the luxury to press pause and go get under the covers for four days and contemplate our future. I I just think that there's almost a subtle effort to elevate him over the rest of us by doing this. Like this is some major Like, I'm deciding whether to run for president. I mean, you're just playing football, man, and you're going to get $60 million. And if you don't play for the Packers, you're going to play for somebody else. And, again, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe that's what he needs. But, you know, I'm a firm believer in keeping certain things private. And, hey, as a person who owns and operates a media outlet, I'm never going to complain about somebody being transparent and open and gabby about the things that they do because it gives us something to write and talk about. But we really didn't need to know he was going to do it. He just should have gone and done it.
0: Mike Florio, shining in some light on that darkness here on on CBS Sports Radio. Mike, what is um? All right, so Patrick Mahomes, right? We don't we know all the reality. Six years in the league, five years as a starter, five AFC Championship games. I'm trying to get this right. Three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins. On and on it goes. Without too much hyperbole, with, with some perspective, what is the right way? Do you think to assess and understand what Mahomes has
1: done in his career so far? He's Michael Jordan more accomplished than Michael Jordan was. It took Michael Jordan eight years to win a championship. he got two in his first five years as a starter. If D4 doesn't jump offside in the 2018 AFC championship game, he may have another, well, he would have another Super Bowl appearance, may have a third ring already. If they had put him in the offense, and look, I'm not second-guessing Andy Reid here. I'm just saying if when the Chiefs offense was struggling during the 2017 season, if they had gone with Patrick Mahomes then, who knows what he would have done if he had played in 2017 like he did in 2018 and Travis Kelsey told me during the 2017 season that Patrick Mahomes is doing some amazing things in practice. We didn't know anything about him other than there was a play he made against the Titans in the preseason that made me say, "Oh man, there's they got something with this Mahomes kid," but we had no idea until the next year. So, look at what he's done. 5 years as a starter, 5 AFC championship games hosted, 3 Super Bowl appearances, 2 Super Bowl victories. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now and I don't think it's closest to who number two is. And I said this yesterday, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I think this is a legitimate effort in real time to understand the greatness of the player that we have before us. I've been following football at the professional level on a daily basis for 50 years. He is the best quarterback I've ever seen, and I would take him right now over any quarterback who ever played at their peak. I would take Patrick Mahomes right now, even with a, a messed-up ankle. I would take Mahomes right now over anyone else because he's the perfect combination of passing ability, running ability, leadership, moxie, courage, everything that you want in a quarterback. He's all of it in one package, and we've never seen it put together the way that, that it's been put together in him, both between his natural ability and his willingness to get the absolute most out of it. And to tie back to Rodgers, I picked Chiefs Packers in the Super Bowl for this year. And you know what? If Aaron Rodgers had behaved in the offseason the way Patrick Mahomes did with a dramatic change of the receiving core, right, Rodgers only showed up for the things he had to show up for. Mahomes was there for the full offseason program, and he gathered his guys in Dallas. And they worked on their own, and he would feed information to Andy Reid. Reid told Chris Sims this before the division around. We had an interview of him on our pregame show. Reed found out from Mahomes the stuff he was picking up from these new guys, what they do well, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's just the difference in overall commitment. It's one thing to be talented; it's another thing to get the absolute most out of it and be truly committed to your teammates. And that's where Mahomes checks every single box you could imagine. So, and and look, I, and it's just weird. There's people pushing back on that, and I don't know where that. Uh,
0: Mike Florio here on the show with a little bit of a, Lee got excited, a little bit of a phone thing. We'll, we'll get him. This is um, I I love I, Mahomes. As Jordan is such an awesome perspective. That I mean, that's right. It's not. It's not. It's not Montana. It's not Brady. It is. It is Patrick Mahomes as Michael Jordan with such a great perspective. Hey, Mike, I, I heard you're, you're back. I, I was just saying, I love. I just love the insight, and I didn't know that about Mahomes in Dallas and some of the extra things that he did. The commitment you were talking about to get this team as, as well calibrated as possible.
1: You know, it's funny. Yesterday in the press conference they do with the Super Bowl MVP, somebody asked him about keeping receipts and paying attention to people who doubted the Chiefs. And, you know, he, it's clear that these guys listen to what we say because they'll use it for their own purposes, specifically for motivation. One of the angles that I think has been overlooked here is the extent to which they likely took motivation from Tyreek Hill wanting out and all the stuff Tyree Kill said about Mahomes after he got out.
0: Uh, Patrick or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, not Patrick Mahomes. Mike Florio here on the show. Mike, I don't want to go too, I guess, too Chiefs deep, but I'm going to ask you this because I'm really interested. The Chiefs have, I think it's nine nine picks in this, in this draft, and then the possibility for some more. If you're Andy Reid, what are you trying to do just to, to recalibrate this team? What are you trying to add to make the outcome we just saw more likely?
1: Well when you have a team that is going to have stars that are making a lot of money, number one, you have to know who to pay, how much to pay them, who to move on from and when they're going to have some decisions to make on guys like Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Can they get Jones to reduce his cap number? Do they keep him around? Do you trade these guys one year too early? But the challenge is drafting and developing With those picks, what happens is you get a guy at a very affordable rate for three or four years, maybe five years if it's a first-rounder, and you can supplement your higher-paid players with these young guys that you can't pay more, at least for the first three years, than what the rookie wage scale says they'll make. That's why it's critical to have a guy like Brett Veach teeing up Andy Reid with the players that he knows he can bring in, he can utilize, and he can develop. When – A player comes into the NFL and busts. We assume that the team just picked the wrong guy. The other side of the coin is the development of the player. And when you have an organization with a culture that's committed to getting the most out of every player, you're going to develop those guys. They become contributors. Some get paid. Some move on. And Patrick Mahomes is the the nucleus of that entire operation for as long as he's there.
0: Mike Florio here on the show, Mike maybe this is recency biased, but by me but but I want to ask you about the Eagles future, obviously Philly fans are feeling heartbroken, many feeling done wrong by by the James Bradbury holding penalty whatever there's a lot that happened every year. some team makes the Super Bowl and doesn't win it, and every year there's a glow around that team even if they don't win. Trying to put that aside and look to the future, how likely is it that this Eagles team, as constructed, can be competitive enough to at least be in the mix the next few years to try and get back here?
1: I think they'll continue to be in the mix without question. Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, said a couple of weeks ago that the Eagles went all in this year to win, and that's ridiculous. He lumped them in with last year's Rams. No, the Rams went all in to win, and they're paying for it already. The Eagles are built to last. Now, they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts at some point, so they're going to have to do some of the things the Chiefs are doing. You've got To make your draft picks count, you've got to rely on young, cheap players to fill out your roster. But they have greatness on both lines, offensive and defensive. That's the key. I think they're going to continue to be a factor. And I want to say one thing about that holding penalty, because we spent a lot of time talking about it on PFT Live the last two days. This is the one thing, beyond the fact that Bradbury admits he held, when you see the moment that Bradbury is actually tugging on the jersey, of TJ Schuster. That's not the undershirt that pulls so easily. Anybody that's ever felt one of those jerseys how it's on a player's body, it is as tight as it can be. To grab it enough that it pulls away from the torso, you are restricting that person if you are pulling that jersey right in the middle of the rib cage where it's as tight as it can be. That was a hold. Bradbury missed it was a hold and it was called. And so many of the people who are upset about it, Bill. They're upset because They wanted the fun to continue. They wanted the excitement to continue. They didn't want an anticlimactic run out the clock and kick a field goal. That's where it's all coming from, and it's unfortunate that we didn't get a more exciting finish, but I think that's why so many people are complaining because it definitely was a hold, and it should be called 10 out of 10 times.
0: Amen. Uh, Mike Florio, last one for you. Derek Carr is expected to be released today. What are the, the right fits and, and for you, the, the, the proper or at least most likely proper destinations for, for Carr?
1: Well, the Saints are the only team he visited during this weird period of time where the Raiders actually thought they were going to be able to work out a trade. They were never going to be able to trade him. Carr was never going to waive his no-trade clause. Carr understands if any team out there would actually give the Raiders value for his current contract at $40.4 that fully guarantees as of tomorrow, he'll do a better deal if that team can get him without having to give the Raiders a third round pick or whatever they were looking for. It's always better to be a free agent than to be traded. The Jets become intriguing because Todd Downing, who was quarterback's coach when Carr was an MVP candidate in 2016, is now the passing game coordinator as of yesterday with the Jets. So I would look at the Jets. I look at the Saints. I look at any team that's out there that doesn't know who its quarterback's going to be. Now, look, Carr isn't a guy who's going to walk through the door and make you a Super Bowl contender. But he's just good enough to make you a playoff contender. And there's that cut of quarterbacks below the best in the league. That's where Carr resides. Kind of that Kirk Cousins zone where he can get you into the middle of January, but he's never going to get you to February. There are plenty of teams out there that would love to get to the middle of January.
0: Mike Florio, great as always, man. Thank you for uh, thanks for being on the show.
1: All right, good talking to you,
0: buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.